You hear that? That's the awkward silence of a family dinner after you just got caught vaping. Most vapes contain high levels of nicotine and disappointment. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Well, hello there, Santa and Mrs. Claus. Welcome back to Gaylord Opryland. Sneaking in a break before the big day? Just finished checking the list again and thought we could take the weekend off. I need a break, and he's up for some good old-fashioned fun. Ho, ho, ho. Well, you've come to the right place. Ice tubing, ice skating, and ice featuring the Polar Express. Here we come. Experience it all on a vacation even Santa would love. Buy tickets and packages at Christmas at GaylordOpryland.com. With Sarah and Maggie. Please hold for an important message. Hi, you've reached Maggie's voicemail. I can't come to the phone right now, or I'm choosing to ignore your call. Leave a message after the tone. Maggie! We have a show on December 23rd at 8 p.m. at the Comedy Arena. I'm calling to remind you to make sure it's on your calendar because I can't do the show alone. I need you to be there. So, again, December 23rd, Comedy Arena, 8 p.m. Get your tickets at thecomedyarena.com. Actually, I don't think you need a ticket since you're performing in it with me. I don't think we need tickets. Uh, but I'll check. I'll check. But I'll go to the comedyarena.com to make sure. This is Sarah. End of message. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. So I've been sitting here thinking of what's unstable, what's unstable, and it's glaring me right in the face. Christmas is this weekend. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how it's here, but Christmas is here. And what's even more unstable about that is the end of 2023 is here. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I feel like no one pays attention that we're going into a new year until after Christmas. And by that time it's like it's too late it's too late to prepare yeah there's not like yeah yeah I mean I don't know how much you need to prepare for the new year other than I guess closing out the old year is that yeah because I feel like there's so much to prepare like Thanksgiving there's so much to prepare for Christmas you have to prepare so much for it and then it's like New Year's is like well it's coming no matter what yeah, I guess I mean just in the way you prepare to attend events during Thanksgiving and your food and Christmas time mm-hmm. as well and Halloween. New Year's Eve is also an event most people like prepare for in the sense of like 
where am I going to go? Am I having people over? Am I making a certain type of food? That's true. Do I have my black eyed peas and cabbage ready for the next day? Do I have my, you know, what am I going to try and do better in the next year? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I feel you like can't that fo- sneaks right. up on you. You can't focus on that until you're done with Christmas. Yes. It's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It's hard to hold those two things at the same time. Nearly impossible. And it's unstable to think that this is it's happening. Like Christmas is upon when us. When we're recording this, it's still 12 days away. But at the airing of this, it's five. Oh, no. Yeah. Did I just freak you out, too? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, listen, I'm done. I'm done with my Christmas stuff, though. I've got it. It's all wrapped. And I'm also like, whatever happens on Christmas happens. Kyle and I game planned it. He was like, should we like open gifts one at a time? Should we do? And I was like, babe, the things I'm not going to do is manage Christmas. I'm not going to do it. We're just going to, it's going to be however it's happening. I'm not going to tell my kids you can't, if the kids open a toy and they're like, I want to play with this now. I'm not going to be like, wait, you have to open more presents. I'm going to be like, yeah, do it. Play with that toy right now because we have all day. All yeah, day. That's true. We do have traditions, though, in the way we open gifts at our house. Yeah. Like, it's it's a, been a tradition for, like, when I was a kid, it's the same way. And then we're doing it now with our family. Like, how how we open gifts. Which is how. Sense. Like, you know what you sometimes see in movies? Like, kids just rush to the tree and they open everything. Mm-hmm. We, we don't do that. So, yeah. usually it's like. Jamie will hand out gifts to us, like one at a time to mm-hmm. the kids. Like, and we all open a gift together or whatever. And they can play with it and we can pause. We don't have to go to the next gift or anything. But there's just like this tradition. And then I don't know if this is a tradition, but I guess it is if you do it every year. My children have to have their teeth brushed before they open gifts. That's a good, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. I don't make them get dressed. They can still be in their pajamas. But I remember when I was growing up, my parents always made us like brush our teeth and make our bed. So like we're ready to go. That's good. You know, let's, be- yep. let's do it. Because then the mess comes and then you have a nice place to put your toys. You're ready for your cinnamon roll. Let's yes. let's get this thing going. I like yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, yeah, so we'll open gifts and then eat breakfast. My parents will come over for breakfast then they'll play and play and play and play. We'll go to my parents for dinner and they'll go to sleep. Like that part's fine. Like th- I think that's not the unstable part. It's that it's here. Like it feels <laughs> unstable that it's here. Like it's arrived. And I feel like throughout the year, because time, what is time? Just a construct, right? I always feel like around July, specifically July 4th, I'm like, oh, it's basically Christmas. And it is. Because it, it goes so, f- it's all downhill. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it does. It happens July. And then I think what it is, is there's so many holidays and so many traditions then so many things to plan for so many events like you have these big milestone things that Mm -hmm. happen like exclamation points on time. And then the spring happens and it's like, "Eh, who really cares about Valentine's Day? St. Patrick's Day is really just Walter's birthday. So like that's the only thing I care about. Easter is maybe in April. Maybe. It's in it's the last day of March in 2024. So like what we don't even have anything in April. Well, Maggie, that wants me. I'm trying to make this transition work with some words and and I'm just fumbling (laughs) around. 
But you know what's not fumbled is this fact. So, Maggie, are you ready for your fact? Yeah. Our transitions are getting better and better, might I just say. They're so good. Though the origins of the crossword puzzle itself stretch back for several hundred years earlier, the first time a crossword puzzle was mass distributed to the public came on December 21st, 1913, when the game was published in the New York World. Oh, the New York World. Mm-hmm. I thought that, that that tripped me up, too. Not the New York Times. No, back in the day. for the crossword. Well, you know, back in 1913, there were many newspapers, you know. Yeah. Every neighborhood had one because that's, you know, that, that was, was the their streaming service. That was their Instagram handle. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Wow. Do you do crosswords? Uh, yes. So my react, I'm just going to, I'm just going to jump to my react. Whoa. Because. Whoa. We have hardly facted. Well, we facted and now it's time to react because they're kind of, you know, you're asking questions. <laughs> If you want to just quit asking questions. If you just would just respond. <laughs> <laughs> you can just, yes, and Maggie. <laughs> oh, what is the reaction? I'm curious. Well, it's it's not that fancy of a react, but I'm curious for you. Have you ever completed a New York Times crossword puzzle? I feel like that's such a, an elite thing that it reads to me Maggie Reith Austin. Well, okay. Have I ever? I don't know if I've ever. I've never gotten drawn to them. My grandfather used to do the New York Times crossword puzzle in pen, mm-hmm. which is a level That's of bold. confidence I strive for. But I've always been more of a Sudoku girly. Oh, really? You, know? you like the yeah. numbers? Yeah. I and I guess the the crosswords get harder as the week goes on. Yes. But I remember when I worked for the paper in college, some like. Those nerds were totally into the crosswords. You know, I'm talking journalism <laughs> majors. And they were like, oh, well, this is how you read the clues. So, like, if you know how the clues are worded, what that's trying to tell you, then it's easier. So I think it's just not something that I'm personally pouring my interest in. But I remember, like, doing it for a little while, just not the New York Times ones, but, like, the papers crosswords and being like, oh, okay, I get it. And then I was like, I don't need to do it anymore. Have you? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I've never completed a New York Times crossword puzzle. Um, I've never really attempted it either. It seems it, – once you get into, I feel like, doing crossword puzzles, like you said, you'll start to understand how the clues are written, like the code language that they're right. trying to tell you. But it takes time to ramp up for that. Yeah. And there was a year – maybe it was during COVID. I don't remember. But I was really, like, into doing the crossword puzzles in the paper. Like, I liked writing in the paper. And Walter – enjoys he's really into the spelling kick right now and so he enjoys crossword puzzles Aww. and like my, kid ones just crossword puzzles any yeah. ones yeah um so they're in the paper but he uh my my limit i'm very limited when it comes to that stuff you know i have a low threshold of all right just tell me you know my threshold of mm-hmm. like then eh, just tell me it's very well <laughs> You're, you're it's fine just tell me you know what I mean yeah like why are you giving me clues if you know the answer just tell me just tell me what's the like, word why are we why are we piddle paddling around just, just tell yeah. me I think I'm probably the same because like that's why Sudoku I like because it's clearly this math puzzle it's more of a puzzle but with a crossword I'm like 
I feel like you're trying to trick me. And also, <laughs> you already know the answer, you know? Like, just this yeah. isn't a puzzle. This is just you, New York Times, putting words down, taking those words away, and dangling them in front of me with tiny little clues. Now let's play What Word Am I Thinking of? Beans. The game where Maggie and Sarah use their telepathic best friend abilities to try and guess the word the other is thinking. Sarah? Yes. I'm thinking of a word. And and I I I'm gonna send you this word, but I'm just I wanted to play this game again because we've gotten fork out of the way. Which opens up a whole world of words again. Mm-hmm. Speaking of New York Times crossword puzzles. Okay. Right. This is kind of like the New York Times crossword puzzles of our show because I'm uh-huh. about to send you a word. I have a word. I'm giving you a word. I'm taking the word away. You're going to figure out the word. Right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Here it comes. Okay. Um, I'm going to say a word. My What I think you're sending to me is the word strawberry. <sighs> no. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Close. But yeah. but but not. Would you like would you like a hint? I would like a clue. I would like one clue. Okay. It's a compound sentence clue. Oh jeez. Everyone has one from cigarettes to bad improvisers. But Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Aren't you so glad we got fork out of the way so we can have highbrow comedy again? What an incredible psychic feat only two best friends could accomplish. Maggie, are you ready for a fact? I am ready for a fact. So Maggie, do you want to hate April Fool's Day even more than you already do? Well, in 1989... Stav Puzzles, an American puzzle company from Norwich, Vermont, created five easy pieces, an April Fool's puzzle with no solution. Consisting of only five pieces, it forms a not-so-circular puzzle since it has no solution or end piece. Basically, you're just puzzling around in circles. I'm sorry for jumping in with sounds while you were reading your fact. (laughs) I don't know why I had such a visceral, <laughs> a visceral reaction to this fact, but it's, I don't like dramatic. April Fool's Day. I don't like it. No. You've ta- no. we've talked about it. We neither one yes. of us like no. April Fool's Day. Uh uh-uh. uh But then to have a puzzle that can't be completed, and I'm assuming people get this puzzle as a gift, don't know mm-hmm. that it can't be completed. So mm-hmm. you're looking for a piece. You're scrounging around. You're trying to put this thing together. That's a level of frustration that when someone goes April Fool's, I punch them in the face. 100%. If someone gave me this puzzle as a gift with no pretense, I would I I would punch them in the face. Like you, no like why how dare you? How dare you, <laughs> sir or ma'am? April Fools, suck it to ya. <laughs> April Isn't Fool's these awful, fists. Though? Yeah, yeah, I don't like I don't like that. I don't like industries built around <laughs> fooling people. Well, here's the thing. This end well, yes, April Fools will get into that react question in a moment. But the the company that did this puzzle is a puzzle company. 
They can never be trusted again, though. They can't be, right? That's your whole that's your whole personification in the public is I'm going to give you a puzzle with 100 mm-hmm. pieces and you will be able to complete the puzzle and make it look like this picture of a dog. Right. right. How do I know for sure there's not one piece missing? Could yeah. you imagine if you got a puzzle box with just one piece missing? No. No. I can't because that will send me over the edge today, Sarah. That will send me. <laughs> I already feel like I'm teetering on the edge just knowing that this happened to some poor, unexpecting people. People who love puzzles. Think about people who love puzzles. You know, they're kind. They're smart. They're spending hours putting tiny pieces together. And then you pull this. You pull this. <laughs> so this was in 1989 before the World Wide Web was a thing where you can share your opinions to the masses. So people oh. were getting, like, this was going, like, through the country. It was going viral. It was going viral, that going viral, but no one could be prepared. Right. I bet they got a lot of letters. Oh, they did. They got so many complaints from what I read. People were upset. Yeah. Upset. Ugh. So speaking of being upset, are you ready to react? I am. So why do you hate April Fool's? Uh, gosh, just one. Let me count the ways. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is I think that pranks, while fun in a sense to like have people do silly things, uh, have a malicious undertone. Mm. You're trying to make someone look like a fool, which people don't want to feel like a fool. People don't want to feel dumb. They don't want to feel like, especially when it's like a lot of people ganging up on one person, people don't want to feel like that. They don't want to feel like everyone is ganging up on them. My one exception to this, to pranks, is my children do like to prank my husband. Those pranks, however, are easily seen. (laughs) You you kind of know they're coming. You know they're coming because there's something like, Oh, come into the bathroom and look right here. Or, you know, like there's something where you're like being led into the prank. But something like a puzzle where you open it up and you're genuinely excited to solve something and it is unsolvable, that just feels gosh darn wrong. You know? It is wrong. It doesn't feel wrong, Maggie. It is wrong. It is a black and white issue. We should abolish April Fool's Day and in its replacement, Maggie. I would like to have a follow up react question, which is what would you replace? april fool's day with oh i'd replace it with um april smart day and it's a it's a day where everyone shares facts and reacts with each other and actually i think it's probably like national unstable topics day and people are just like oh wow today let me share my favorite fact that i learned from a podcast with two hilarious gals well 2024 better buckle up we know what we're gonna put on our resolution list That's it for this episode. Wasn't that fun? Now it's time for you to subscribe and follow. And share this episode with a friend. Maybe even your bestie. Find us everywhere online at Unstable Topics. And for more antics, visit us at The Monthly Junk. Bye. Bye. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 